Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to my podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Denise Weisner here, and she is a certified sex coach, doctor of Chinese medicine practitioner, and she's the author of the book, Conceiving with Love. Welcome. Oh, it's good, great to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to talk with you because I think that this topic is so important because like we were saying before we started recording, everybody keeps thinking everybody's having more sex, but from what we're learning, they're not. <laughs> yep, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so go into more about what you're doing. So um, I'm right now I'm home. So I'm doing a lot of telemedicine and coaching, uh, really, and working with a lot of women and men who want to get pregnant. And right now there's sort of like fertility has come to we want to say somewhat of a halt if you're using Western reproductive medicine because a lot of centers have closed and that's caused a lot in the community of women that are trying to conceive that need help. It's caused a lot of turmoil, right? So there's a lot of anxiety. And for women that are trying to conceive anyway, there is a level of anxiety too because of time. Like people have this idea like my time, I have a limited amount of time and my time's going to run out. So we got to do this quickly, right? So that's put a whole kind of kibosh. And if you're trying to conceive naturally, I think there's also a little bit of, you know, kind of worry that maybe now's not the right time and, you know, what like about the virus and, you know, what's happening there. So there's, there's, it's it, people that are trying to conceive are having a difficult time right now trying to navigate it. Mm. Okay. So what would you say though? Because, you know, we keep hearing these people talk about how people are probably having so much sex and there's going to be this baby boom but then we're learning there isn't. And so what do you tell people? So what I end up doing is I end up using this time as um, a a real kind of like an inward journey, if you will. Like I, I, it's kind of what is. So it's really trying to, you know, we can't push a boulder up a, up a hill. Like that's not how babies are made or it's just the struggle is not what I'm really interested in. I'm interested in, in really helping a woman and, and men, you know, both of them, in trying to use this time to go inward, to really nourish the body, to look at it as a preparation, to be kind of create intimacy with themselves, if you will, right? Because the intimacy, you know, we have to have it with ourselves really before we can have it with our partner if we're trying to conceive, as sexually speaking as well, right? Mm-hmm. So um, what I've noticed, and we were talking about this earlier, is, you know, that, that, being with your partner confined in an area, all sorts of stuff is coming up, right? And we don't have our creature comforts. We don't have, um, you know, like just, you know, walking outside and going to get a tea or whatever we do to sort of regulate our system. We don't have that for many of us. Some, some do. I, many don't right now. Mm-hmm. And so you're in this sort of close proximity with your partner trying to navigate your own self and then your relationship. And that's where it gets tricky. So uh, I've, I've, it seems like I've counseled so many patients uh, these days on the telephone, telemedicine, that have, are having issues. You know, they're just sort of struggling. And, and somehow they all think they're, they're alone in this. Mm. Like, I have to tell them, like, that's what's going on with, like, most everyone I'm speaking to. And they're like, really? You know? Um, I just spoke with today uh, a woman who had the coronavirus. Um, she had done IVF to try to conceive. Uh, with her husband and, and they were, they had frozen some embryos and, and, and she was just finding herself having the most difficult time right now. And, she, and I was trying to look at the positives, like you already had the coronavirus. So when you put back your embryos, you know, you're going to be ahead of the game. 
and like nothing was positive for her. Like she was like, really? And I was like, yes. She had so much post-traumatic stress from just having the virus and all the worry, the collective worry out there, right? It's hard to separate ourselves from the outside to the inside of right what's going on outside and what's going on in, internally so it's really this journey of like planting seeds or you know really creating this great soil inside by how we take care of ourselves and how we nourish ourselves you know what i mean mm, yeah so really i love the way you think getting getting back into self-care definitely i agree with that you know, it's like I did a post today on this. It's like even self-care is even more important now than ever. More important now than ever. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was kind of low energy earlier and I thought I got to get it together because I'm so these meetings, everything going on. And so it's like doubling down on that even more. And so for these women that want to have babies, how can they give love to themselves even more instead of judging the fact that you know, I'm having even more problems having a kid now because of what's going on. I think it's, you know, it was interesting what you just, you said about your energy. And I, and I, and I want to really reflect on that because I think in this time we all uh, have so much pressure, like we should be somewhere we're not. Mm, yeah. And part of, part of mindfulness practice that we tend to do is to really acknowledge where we're at. So of course, I'm a huge doer. Like, I just want to get a lot of stuff done. Like, and I do, I do in my, my regular life. And at this time, I'm trying to be extra gentle with myself in, in what I'm able to get done and what I'm not able to get done because every day is different. And every day my energy is different. And every day um, I have to, you know, you know what I'm saying? I have to kind of see what's going on in the world and, and, and be very compassionate toward what I feel. And, and I, that's where I like to have my patients start. It's just this compassion. Like some days we just don't have a lot of energy and it's understandable because there's a lot out there that's going on and we don't, maybe we don't, I don't know, emotionally it's just, it's difficult, right? Just when we look at the world and what's going on, if you're a sensitive person, you can't help but feel, even if you're doing great, can't help but feel compassion for everyone else who's struggling right now. And the uncertainty factor is a whole other issue right so much uncertainty right on top of yes. women who are trying to conceive which they already have a lot of uncertainty okay yeah i'm glad you brought that point then because that's the the mindset of the the hustle culture of america that we're trying to remove but i'm still in that sometimes and i say that um because you're right i reschedule my morning meetings and everything worked fine <laughs> like this is not a big deal yeah i mean it's it's just kind of how it is right now, really. And we are programmed to like be very productive in our culture. We are, we're rewarded for our productivity. And so when you get to sit still with yourself and maybe you're not as productive as you usually are, then you get quiet and you get to see what, what kind of comes up around that. Like what's the energy that arises from, from productivity. But, you know, I think taking care of yourself is still really, really important, right? So getting on some type of schedule, uh, like for example, I try to take walks every day and get outside because I think that's so healthy. Just really to, like to breathe the air and to get connected to some form of nature, even though it's around my block. <laughs> and I, I sometimes do a yoga practice online. Like that's, I sort of alternate and try to be centered. I try to communicate with my friends and have community and connection, which is very important for increasing oxytocin and, you know, just connection in general, craving connection with friends and colleagues. And some type of schedule, and then also eating healthfully, like, you know, 
Oh, I just want to, just between you and me, I would really like a big chocolate. I think a big chocolate chip cookie sounds really fabulous mm. right now. And I have to refrain from ordering those or making them. I don't really cook, but I don't really bake, but, but like I have to not get those, but because I really want to put good things in my body. And I think that's just a way to, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, chocolate chip cookie, a little stressed. Chocolate chip cookies are my thing. So, you know, trying to put like blueberries and berries and I froze some and trying to just nurture myself with healthy foods is another thing I'm trying to do. Mm. Yes, I agree with you on that. And I also think that, okay, so what about too, because I had a client tell me this and I told you this before we started recording, the whole, oh, we're not having sex enough. And then that's causing more stress because they think that they're the only ones is a couple that aren't having sex, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I found it to be very disturbing when people were saying, oh yeah, you know, we're going to have, it's like another baby boom. We're going to find all these couples are, are, are going are gonna to have babies. And I thought, no, they're not. <laughs> That's not what's happening. So I asked, I did a poll and sort of asked a lot of people. And what I found was, no, people are not because we're, and we talked about this, we're in survival mode. We're in the first chakra, the base chakra. We're in like, do I have enough toilet paper? <laughs> Is there enough food? And am I going to get sick? right? Or if I'm sick, am I going to get well? And, and then there's a whole other level about the economy, right? For me, it's like, you know, um, am I going to go back to my clinic at some point? <laughs> you know, I don't know what it's going to look like. It's the unknown that's, that's we're so much unknown, right? That doesn't create this need to like, for a lot of people to feel safe and secure and want to express. So um, it takes work. It takes, it takes some intimacy building. It takes exercises of of communication and 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 I think also um, creating a space for intimacy that doesn't look like you know da 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 and intercourse <laughs> like there's so many steps before intercourse it just takes a couple trying to work on intimacy you know doing things together um, taking walks together cooking together uh, doing intimate things touching each other where I think. Um, there's been, in, people are trying to conceive, there's such a, already a pressure on, you know, penis and vagina together that there's a lack sometimes of intimacy, even in trying to conceive. Mm, no foreplay. Yeah, no foreplay. But the foreplay, not just being about um, body foreplay, but about being, you know, slowing things down, watching the sunset, taking a walk. There's roses blooming in my yard. They're these beautiful roses, like, you know, smelling them, picking them, using rose petals to touch each other, slowing things down and spending some intimate time breathing together, relaxing the nervous system. So it's getting out of fight, flight, freeze response and getting into the parasympathetic response. And Chinese medicine has so many great practice, breathing practices and um, that I have a lot in conceiving with love, the couples exercises to do that really slows things down. Yeah, it helps connection. Mm. Okay, so what's a simple breathing technique that people could do? Sometimes as a couple, it's great. You know, you can do individual ones, but I, I, like, I like the idea of trying to sync up breath with your, with your partner. So it's like just facing each other, eye gazing for sure. And, and, and I guess this is a weird thing right now because um, breathing and COVID and masks, mm. you know, it's a whole, we're going to be in a culture. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of time to reintroduce what intimacy really is. Yeah. Because we're, we're blocking so much connection at the moment. I feel like we're going to have a whole fallout from that, but 
but with your partner, just thinking your breath. So just breathing, inhaling, watching the, your, your, your partner's breathing and trying to match their breath so that you kind of sync breathing together. It's a really great way to get in sync. You know, you can do that by, by holding each other and then feeling, feeling the rise and the fall and kind of slowly trying to sync that. I mean, it's not a forced thing, but it just, it, it does. It kind of happens where you just sort of sync up. It's a really beautiful experience as a calming. And because you're holding and touching, it's a, it has all those elements of connection in it. Mm, I love that idea. Yes. That is so powerful. Yeah. There's also something that I haven't conceiving with love called the bee breath. It's a yogic practice where you buzz like a bee. So you make the sound zzz, and you could face your, you could, turn and put your back to your partner so you could feel their energy vibrate and then you buzz like a bee together for like a little bit of time. I mean, it sounds silly and absurd, but it's really calming for the nervous system. It activates the vagus nerve because you're making sound, which activates the vagus nerve. And that's, again, decreasing the sympathetic response and getting into the parasympathetic response, right? And then of course, if you're, if you're yoga, you could like do backbends over each other and make it a really a partner exercise. But you know, maybe like doing yoga together or stretching together, you know, just doing some things that, that bring down the system to more, um, not so like survival, this, but bring it down so that you can bring the energy up. Yeah. Mm, yes. I love that idea. Yeah. Cause that's one thing I've noticed. Cause I went through a period where I was living in that mode for a while. And when you're in that mode, it's so draining and exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think, and then there's also this, it is, and it's also that, you know, kind of, again, um, acknowledgement that like, I don't about you, but when this all thing went down, I was in that mode. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, do I have enough groceries? Oh my gosh, I got to leave my office. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? Everyone's out of toilet paper. Everybody's like, I started getting in that mode too. And I'm sure everyone can relate. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that, that was sort of the fear mode of like, are we going to be okay? Um, so that was the initial kind of mode I think everyone was in. But now I realized that mode, like, I got to sort of tone that down, right? Like, I don't know if I have enough toilet paper. Probably not. But I'll get toilet paper. Like, we're not going to run out of food or toilet paper. So it's this idea of really kind of, I need to settle my system so I don't stay in this, I can't stay in this, like, survival mode all the time. I have to find a way to kind of, like, acknowledge all my feelings around the unknown and then find a way to kind of go inside and settle my system a little bit now, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. So, and do you say, cause this is one thing too that I've, you don't tell people a certain, like how many times they should be having sex per week. I feel like that's kind of up to the individual couple. Like when it's, when it, in, in terms of just sex in general, no, I never tell pay, uh, couples mm-hmm. like when, how much they should have sex. It's so individual. People's sex drives are so different and couple sex drives, you know, male and female are different. Sometimes women, well, I, I know, want to have sex more often than their male counterparts and vice versa. So it's, it's sometimes there's uneven sex drive and that, you know, is a negotiation and trying to figure out how to communicate around that, which couples usually don't do. And, mm-hmm. but in terms of fertility, there is, I, I try to suggest that couples have around a fertile window, like maybe intercourse every other day if they can. Some, some couples, you know, they want to have it every day. Like, I think that's great. It depends sometimes on the quality of the sperm, but I want my couples to be able to not be like baby making sex, baby making sex only. And I really want them to get out of that realm and into like connection and intimacy and like 
you know, we love each other so much, we're going to make a baby, but we don't know when that's going to happen. So I, I want to encourage sex outside of the fertile window for a lot of my couples trying to conceive. Mm. Yeah, I love the way you view that, though, because come on, no wonder why people don't want to have sex, because then you, you almost start to dread it if you're only doing it for that purpose. Yeah, most people that I work with, it's called baby making sex, and it's not pleasant. And there's a big fallout for that, meaning it's like people don't want, you know, they don't want to have sex anymore, even if they conceive. It's sort of like, it sort of sours that and, 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 and changes a couple's relationship. I mean, and so getting back into like why we made a baby in the first place, why, you know, why we want to make a baby in the first place, like it should be this big kind of opening connection, intimacy, eye gazing, love, heart, and reproductive uh, organs connection. So in, in Chinese medicine, we have this idea that the heart energy is connected to that reproductive energy, the sexual energy. And that when, they're, when the two, the energy is flowing between them, that's really where we're, we're abundant and, and fertile, yeah? So it's getting these two energies to communicate. And that's, that's important. Mm, yes, definitely. Okay, so what about women that are having trouble having orgasms? What, are, what would you say about that? There's a, you know, women having orgasms is such a, again, another very, broad issue. There's a lot of reasons women don't have orgasms. I mean, you know, an orgasm, sometimes that sometimes it's just technique, right? Women orgasm very differently, you know, and, and sometimes it's about a woman learning how she likes to orgasm by herself. Uh, I love, and I've talked about this before to other people, but Betty Dotson, who was mm. all on the, like the, the clitoris and, and orgasm. I watched so many of her old videos where she had, she instructed, she like coached women on orgasm. You know, and I watch these videos where like she was like, you know, helping to educate them on how to stimulate themselves. And she would have them insert like this little barbell that she created. So there's some containment in their vagina and have them work with, you know, perhaps a vibrator, um, a vibrator to vibrate their clitoris. And most of the time she would have to coach them because they would want it to give up before they were even at an orgasm. Like they were like, you know, it's not happening. But sometimes it's about that you know, that slow patience cultivation for orgasm. Sometimes it's about having adequate foreplay, you know, being really aroused and having all those erectile tissues plump up. Because what an orgasm is, is just the erectile tissues that are engorged with blood releasing the, the releasing. They contract and release. And, you know, so it's finding out like what kind of, you know, do you like to orgasm uh, uh, clitorally? Like the, you need your clitoris massage and that's how you orgasm or are you a vaginal orgasm or you like something in you? Or, you know, we talked, there's like all this controversy of the G-spot, but is, you know, would you like your G-spot rubbed and that kind of stimulates a G-spot orgasm or do you, do you like a full body orgasm? Like what is the elusive orgasm? You know, some people, they, they have it, but they, there's so much pressure to have it that they can't actually let go and have it, right? Um, orgasm's an interesting thing. And there's, you know, you, don't, and, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like, and the pressure to have one is, I think, also interesting. Mm. Yes, I dealt with that for the longest time when I couldn't. All I would do during sex was focus on that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even enjoy it because I would think, well, I'm probably not going to have an orgasm, but yeah, we can do it because you want to do it. But yeah, the, I'm not the, enjoying the yeah. journey. <laughs> and the focus on orgasm, and believe it or not, you know, there's issues for men as well. Funny enough, this like focus on orgasm, like, you know, and, and men worrying about if their women have an orgasm and what gets this pressure to orgasm is like, you know, you, you know, 
sexuality is about enjoying the moment. It's not about whether you orgasm or not. It's, it's trying to be present. It's trying to get out of here, right? When you're in an orgasm, actually, it's one of the few times in life where critical thinking, all that goes out. You don't. In that brief moment, nobody's critical thinking. It's like this, you know, it's a real amazing surge of hormones. But if you're worrying about it, you're, you bypass that. And for men too. Yeah. And there's all sorts of things that get in the way of orgasm. And I see this with patients and men, um, you know, people who are on SSRIs that have a difficult time orgasming and the women's like, come on, we don't need to make a baby. Like we got to get to the orgasm, but they, they have a difficult time and they feel pressure. So they can't. So many things happen around orgasm for men and women. Oh yeah. I've noticed that that is common for people on um, anxiety medicine. They have trouble orgasming, right? Sometimes it's, uh, it takes longer to orgasm, yes, for men and women. Yes, I'm glad you brought that point for people listening. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it, it's, it, it's one of the things that they say, but nobody really talks about, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, for men and women, sometimes you can't orgasm. It's not to say that one should not be on an SSRI, but I think SSRIs are given out, um, they're given out like, kind of like so often for situational anxiety, but they're, but women or men take them for a very long period of time where they really don't, don't need to. I mean, there's a time and place for everything. So I'm not poo-pooing SSRIs, right? But a lot of times it's, there's other, there are other ways to deal with anxiety. Not like I do, I treat a lot of anxiety, I treat a lot, of, especially right now. Like who doesn't, sure have, you who doesn't have anxiety? It's like a big theme, you know? Uh, anxiety. So it's like, how do we manage anxiety without SSRIs if we're trying to conceive or, you know, unless there's a, you know, and again, sometimes it is the best and SSRI is the perfect fit. Yeah. So. No, I agree though. I'm glad you said that though, because for me, I look back and I'm like, "Mm, I didn't need to be on it as long as I was. And then I started having issues and all this other stuff. Um, I don't think we're meant to be on SSRIs for 20 years. No, I know a woman that's like that. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that is a long time. But you're right. Though. I'm glad you brought men too, because I think that men—that's a lot of pressure on them if they're so focused on is she going to have an orgasm? Is she not? Is she not? Or their own orgasm. Like or I need to get a. Yeah, I need yeah, to. I need pregnant. to get. Or, I need to get an erection for that matter. Like I need to get erection because we have to have time to intercourse right now. No pressure at all. And men sometimes don't. They have dis- erectile dysfunction. They can't situationally, there's so much anxiety to perform, they can't. That happens too uh, around, around conceiving and sexuality. Not mm. talked about a lot. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up though. Yeah. Okay, and so with, what takeaway would you want to leave everybody with? And overall, like, yes. I, I guess the, the, the biggest takeaway is, I think right now we just have to find some compassion and gratitude, you know? I mean, I think compassion for everything that we feel and everything that's going on and a non, I, I notice people like everyone, myself too, like I should be busier. I should do this. Why am I feeling this way? There's a lot of, um, a lot of self judgment I, I find right now that's happening for everyone. And a lot of like, you know, when I'm, when I'm, I'm saying to people like, Oh, you're not alone. I'm noticing everyone's very like, I'm not like people somehow think they're alone in all this, but you're, the, the thing is, we're all in this together. This is a collective experience of, of dealing with a lot of life being out of what we know it, out of control. And so it's compassion to all your feelings, 
compassion to your partner and their feelings, compassion for the journey that you're on. And I think that's a great place to start, sort of like opening up our hearts and trying to settle our body a little bit by taking care of ourselves and then allowing our hearts to open in, in, in compassion toward ourselves and others. Mm. I think that is so, yeah, what a great thing to say. You're right though, because self-judgment doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. Like, you know, like I said, I, we all teach what we need to learn. Right. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's always good to like have a, like the reflection, like, and me too. Yeah. I need to be gentle with myself. Right. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> me too. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Denise Wiesner, um, LAC. And also I have a site, deniseweisner.com where you can find out all like about my coaching and telemedicine and also my book conceiving with love. I believe there's a link to Amazon for, to there for my book. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. I will put your links below. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a great conversation. Oh, so great. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. And then everybody be sure to DM either of us your thoughts because this is such an important thing to be discussing now and be sure to subscribe, like and share my podcast. All right. Bye. Bye.